Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. Last month, we talked about making time to eat a meal together as a family. And at the end of that episode, we briefly mentioned making time for your spouse and for your friends. Today, we'll take a deeper look into fostering those connections with our significant other and with our friends. Before we begin, let's go even further back to our relationship episode in January, where we talked about resetting our social wellness. We each set a goal for improving our social wellness, and now it's time for a checkup. So ladies, how did we do? Or how are we doing? So um, I believe I said that I was going to try and be more intentional about reaching out to my friends and family members when they kind of pop in my head. When I think about them, um, instead of just letting that thought go by me, I'm going to try and stop, send a text message, send an email, make a call if I can. And I will say um, I've tried to do that. I've made some improvements. I've tried to reach out to people and like... My sister, I think, Ashley, I've probably texted you a few times on the fly when, when things have popped in my head. Um, I'm still not where I want to be. I'd like to continue to do that and be more intentional and just really keeping those connections. Because, like we've said, when you get so busy, it's easy to say, oh, I'd love to hang out with that person. I'd love to see how they're doing. I need to catch up with them. But then that thought goes by and we keep going. So I like that I have made some of those connections, but I definitely want to continue to improve upon that. So for uh, mine, I talked about shaping my family's health habits and just trying to find a better way to do that. So one one thing we've tried to do that is to cook healthier meals and sit down just with my spouse. And so we do actually sit down at the table more and we try to have those conversations and foster that socialness. And then also recently... um, So I get seed magazines in the mail, and so I ordered some gardening seeds, which I like to do, So, and my husband, I like to plant them and watch them grow. He's the one that's like, um, to add fertilizer or this much this to make them grow. So we do that as a team, so we do have that ready for the spring um, to get those planted, and so we're, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Mine was to be more uh, mindful of my circle. You know, check on my friends, my family more than what I already do. Um, you know, just being mindful that they're there and they, I need to check on them. So, and I think I've done okay. There's some days it's not as good as other days, but I, I think I've improved some on that. Well, mine was very specific, and I said that I was going to call my grandmother, and I did. So, yay! We can celebrate. Celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, I would like to get better so that it's not just that sporadic phone call here and there so that I'm actually reaching out even past my grandmother to other family members as well. So I think that's great. We each 
are working towards that goal. We feel like we have accomplished something. And we've talked in previous episodes about how it is important to check in with yourself and reevaluate every so often. Keep in mind that we're not striving for perfection. The goal is progress. And I need that reminder as much as anyone. But if something isn't working, try something different. Studies show that having a variety of social relationships may help reduce stress, which is good for both our physical and our mental health. And having that strong support system is really helpful during those difficult times as well. So we know that relationships, both romantic and platonic, are important. Why is it so hard to stay connected? Busyness. We just... We overbook ourselves. We schedule ourselves to where there's no time left um, for those valuable relationships. And again, going back to all of our previous things, that's why we feel unbalanced because we value and the most our family relationships and our friend relationships, but we give them the less, the least amount of our time, the least amount of our attention. Um, And that's we just stay busy. I think. I think that's something that we mention in every episode, how busy we are. I think our listeners resonate with that as well, the busyness. Yeah, we definitely live in a go, go, go society, you know, that that values the busyness. But then also that busyness is what keeps us from doing the things we truly want to do. That goes back to another episode of saying no. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about how to nurture those current relationships, so maybe get past a little bit of that busyness. But before we do that, I do think it's worth talking about how to make those connections to start with. Some of our listeners may not be in a romantic relationship, and they may not feel closely connected to a group of friends. So we do want you to know that you can also make those connections. And just a couple of tips for that. Join a some type of group that is focused on a hobby that you enjoy. So that may be a reading group, a book club, a hiking club. If you like to cook, maybe join a cooking class, painting, gardening. Uh, Amanda mentioned gardening earlier. So whatever your hobby is, look for a group to join. A fitness class, joining a fitness class, volunteering. Maybe you volunteer at a school or a library, a hospital, a place of worship, going to a community center, or joining a community group. But joining the group and showing up is not enough. When you join that group, it is important to talk and be involved. And that's really hard, especially if you're if you're very introverted like me, it's really hard to make those connections once you're in that group. I find myself going to the group and being excited about going and then I kind of revert back in my shell and maybe I'm not as talkative. So we um I work in a can- a new county. So I've been in there working in Hopkins County for I guess a little over a year now. And so I didn't really know a whole lot of people. 
So I kind of did this just, it was more for work. Um, I joined a leadership group and it's been phenomenal. I've met so many different people and we actually have like a group chain message and we stay connected because we only meet once a month. And I found myself seeing them at different events and different things. And we even, uh, we'll get together like outside of the leadership group. Like we went one night um during christmas and we did like a little caroling thing at the park and then we went to one of their houses and had a cookout and so we i think that's a good example of how that can you just join a group thinking i'm going to make connections and network and then you ended up building friendships Mm -hmm. some of my best friends i met in a fitness class Let's move into making time for our friends. So how do you guys make time for your friends? What does that look like? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is so hard. So um, I have a couple friends that I met through a, a fitness. We would work out um, together in like a little fitness group in my hometown. And we have like a running joke that every time we make plans, one of our family members gets sick. So I'm not like exaggerating. Like seriously, we had, I think, I think of three times that we had planned to get together and somebody got sick. And now we have plans this coming up weekend. We have not told anybody because <laughs> <laughs> we said if we tell somebody, they're going to get sick. Uh, so we we're actually going to the Y. I have a young, um, I mentioned I have my 11 month old son. Um, one of my other friends has a, he's two. And then the other one, she is, her son's older, but she's learning how to swim and it's a new adventure for her. And so we're meeting at the Y and we're all just going to go swimming. And it's just, we're meeting, and so it's just something simple. Um, we kept trying to play it, make dinner plans, and it just never worked. So we're like, you know what? Let's just meet together. We'll just see how the day goes. So it's not specific plans, um, but we're just kind of being more intentional about trying to find something to do. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of times, um, well, like I've said, texting is a big thing. Like, that's how I, I reach out. That's how I connect through the phone. Um, or phone calls and a lot of times I find that that I try to multitask when I'm to and from somewhere we travel a lot for our job and we go county to county but then sometimes we go even further and so while I have that time that I'm going from place to place that's when I try to connect you know this is when I'm going to give you a call and let's catch up and let's see um, how are you doing what's been going on with you because that's when I have a second and I don't have my kids in the car with me, you know, to distract or other commitments that I'm trying to do. And so for me, a lot of times it's that multitasking in the car from place to place, just trying to make those connections. And then also I find that I am better um, both with platonic relationships and sometimes with my spouse as well, that lunch dates can be easier Um And they may be shorter, but you can still tend to get those in a little bit easier. Whereas sometimes in the evenings and the weekends, people have so many other commitments and activities that are going on that most of us all have a lunch break. And so if you're nearby, um, it's easy to say, hey, let's go grab grab some lunch together and chat and catch up. So those type things are the, the easiest. Now, I would love to be able to do like, let's go on this trip. Let's go shopping. Let's go to this show. Um, but if I'm honest, I'm in a stage in my life where it's very difficult to get those things on my schedule and to be able to follow through with it. So I'm just trying to piece in where I can for right now. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard finding that time for everybody. Uh, I have a couple of ladies that we go to eat in Paducah and 
We always go about, try to go once a month, and we haven't got to do that because life has happened and everybody's been busy and everything. But one thing that my husband and I tried to intentionally, and I have said it before in our podcast, that on Saturday mornings we go eat breakfast together. So we intentionally try to do that so that way we have time together. Another thing that I do is that I go Monday nights to my parents' house and have supper with them. You know, they're both older, so I make sure that my schedule is clear, that I get off early in time, you know, to go eat supper with them and spend a a couple hours with them and that, you know. But another thing I used to do, and sometimes it hit me in the middle of the night, and I don't know about you, but my phone, it schedules, schedules text. And a lot of times I'll be thinking about somebody in the middle of the night. Instead of sending it in the middle of the night, I may send it at 8 o'clock in the morning. Hey, hope you have a great week. You know, just thinking of you. So may not in that moment be texting, but I it was in the moment in the middle of the night. And I do a lot of thinking in the middle of the night sometimes. So, but, you know, just being aware of everybody and just trying to make time for everybody is very difficult. But it's very important, too. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really it's really hard and I think it honestly depends on what stage of life just like all of the things that we've talked about and I'm not great at this so I love all of these ideas I'm thinking send the text and I'm I am the worst about that because I'm like oh well they're probably in the middle of this so I'll just wait and send it later when I think maybe they're home well then I have gotten into something else so I'm I'm really bad about that, and but I'm going to send the text from now on, and maybe meet for lunch. I think these are all excellent ideas. We talked about friendships, and the topics, we're talking about friends, and we're talking about significant others, so they may overlap. Some of the ideas may work for both, but let's switch gears a little bit. How do you and your partner make time for each other? So we have multiple things we do. I know that I've mentioned before um, that we get up early before the kids get up and we have coffee together. Um, And that's a, a good quiet time together. We can talk or we can just sit together. But it's just the two of us before the distractions of the day get going and the stressors get going. And so we do that every day that we're both home, whether it's a work day or a weekend day and that's been really good for us we also try to squeeze in a lunch date here and there because again that can be easier than in the evenings if we can get away in the evenings we do but that doesn't it doesn't always work it's a goal but it's not always doable um, when you have so many other things going on with kids and their activities but something that we also do that is super important to me um, is every year we go away just the two of us and it doesn't have to be a long a whole week it can be a long weekend Um, and if we can do that multiple times a year even if it's just one night here one night there we do that but I think sometimes it's nice to get away from home because when you're at home trying to date you get distracted and it's like all the other things start coming up and we start talking about the stuff that we're trying like that's what I would do every day you know I don't want to start cleaning the house while I'm on a date or did you do this chore did you do that what are we you know we're not really connecting Um, and so I think getting away with your partner is super valuable and important to just kind of have that quality distraction free time well, I just said mine a few minutes ago, far as about going on, you know, breakfast uh, on Saturday mornings. I give up 
my one day a week to get up early to go eat breakfast. But it's worth it because he's gone all week. That's minding his time before the hustle and bustle of everything of the weekend and is going on. So it's maybe an hour, two hours, but it's still a quiet time together as well. Another thing that we do do, and I've mentioned it too, is that a lot of times we're on the phone together while I'm traveling and he's traveling you know, when I'm traveling back home in the uh, at night or traveling in the morning, we're usually on the phone together. And we may may not say a word with one another, but we're both there together to just kind of have that interaction with one another. And Tiffany, I agree with you about the trips. Mm-hmm. For many, many years when my me and my husband was married, we didn't go on trips by ourselves. And finally, our 10-year wedding anniversary, we decided to take just a long weekend and went to the mountains. And ever since then, about... May not be every year, but it's worked out every other year. Mm-hmm. We've taken a vacation together, you know, and it's been really nice just to have just him and I together. Now our kids are older, and I don't stress of what they're doing. Sometimes I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> I'll, that's another story for another day. But just having that time together to reconnect. Yeah, I think it's restorative. And I think that's one thing, too, because you say, you know, your kids are older. My kids are still younger And it can be difficult and I can feel guilty sometimes going away, like going to the beach or going somewhere. Inevitably, you'll get there and you'll think, oh, so-and-so would love this. They would think this was so cool. But the reality is, you know, if we don't take care of our relationship with our spouse, then there's not a lot um, left of us for our kids. And so, I mean, that is part of your self-care, too, is taking care of those relationships. So I encourage you, even if your kids are little and it's hard and you feel guilty, still just take the trip. Even if it's just a couple nights, a long weekend, just get away, reconnect, restore, and you'll be glad you did. Yeah. I mean, and even, even if you cannot take a trip, you know, out of the state or whatever, go to another county and re- rent a hotel room. Just step away from mm-hmm. the hustle and bustle of everything in your life. Tiffany talked about their, she does hers in the morning. So we oftentimes do our time together at night because our son's young. So he goes to bed fairly early. So one of us, we alternate who's cooking supper and who's putting him to bed. So then we get, once he's asleep, we come together and we'll finish cooking and we just kind of have that, that quiet time at night. And then we've been trying to be better at um, going out and just having date nights. So we haven't done the whole overnight stuff yet, which we probably need to, but it's hard with the little one um and that guilty part i think probably and trying to just thinking is everything okay you know type stuff but um we're progressing so we haven't got it figured out yet but we're getting there we do the same as you amanda we spend our evenings together our youngest goes to bed fairly early and a lot of times we'll just think let's just put the tv on let's just watch whatever series we're into at the time but even if we can just take a few minutes before that to just connect to just talk not about all the things that need to happen tomorrow and all the things not all the housekeeping items I say but just to talk about our days talk about what's going on and that's really helpful My next question for you is, what do you consider quality time with your partner? When do you feel most connected? 
I think when it's the two of us undistracted, like when those distractions are not there, you know, and it doesn't mean that the kids can't be home, but are they doing something else? Are they occupied and we actually can focus on each other and truly listen and pay attention to the what, what the other one is saying? And I actually heard something the other day and it makes perfect sense to me, but I, I didn't think about it. But someone said a group date or a double date is not a date night. That's not a date. Because if you think about it, when you go on a group date or a double date, nine times out of 10, one part of the couples are hanging out together and the other part of the couples are hanging out together and there's multiple conversations going on at once. And you're not really connecting with your spouse. You're not really connecting with your partner and listening to them and getting to know them on a deeper level, which is the purpose of a date. And so I hadn't considered that before. And so I wonder now, like sometimes I thought, oh, we're going on lots of dates. We're doing good, but maybe we're not. Maybe those double dates are fun. It's it's a getting together with other people and being social, but it's not a date night. And I, it made sense to me, too, when I heard that. It's like a light bulb went off because there are times when I'll be like, we should go out this weekend. And my husband will say, well, do you want to invite somebody else? You want it to be just me or you? And there are times when I'm like, I need it to just be me and you. And, and that's when I can tell, like, we've not had that connection. And we need that alone time without distractions of other people and other conversations my husband always says it's the quality of time instead of the quantity of time uh, because a lot of times he's not in for very long and so just having that short visit together it may not be connecting just me and him but just having you know a few seconds together in that I guess for me is is it's just when me and him are together you know our kids are always with us they're young adults but they still love being around us and we love for them to be around us too but sometimes you just like we've said we just need that interaction with one another and I know our kids still want us but sometimes it's like okay y'all go you're you're young adults go find something to do and they don't they they like staying and hanging around with us or our other kids because we have two adopted kids you know and so they're all together and everything yeah I like going back to the undistracted no distractions I think that's the best time and that's the most difficult time too and I think when you were talking about the quality and not the quantity I think the undistracted is not it tip for me I guess for us it doesn't happen for a long period of time but in those 15 or 20 minutes that it does happen they're the most impactful it's the same for me I don't want the distractions and it's not enough for us to just be in the same room together if I'm on my phone he's on his phone or there's something on tv and one of us is watching it or both of us are watching it that doesn't feel like a connection to me right no distractions is the is the key there and we don't necessarily have to answer this one out loud but think about this do you know what your partner considers quality time just because I don't think we're spending quality time together when we're on our phones or watching tv does my partner feel the same way just something to think about. Yeah, I think it varies for everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so that first step may be having that conversation with your partner to get on the same page. Because you may be thinking one thing, they may be thinking another. The main tip for you to spend quality time with your friends or with your significant other, 
would be to set the priority. We've talked in numerous episodes about setting those priorities. And I think each one of us said that family and or friends were a priority in our life. But we don't always plan our schedule around that priority. So how can we carve out time with friends or with our partner? Start small. Weekly date nights with your partner or with your friends may not be possible for your schedule. We've talked about busyness so many times. You're probably sick of hearing us talk about busyness. But it is important to nurture those connections. Even if you have to write it down on the calendar and post it for all the people to see. Set that night and then stick to it. And that's different for your family. If a weekly night works, great, go for it. If it doesn't, think about what does work for your schedule. And it may be trial and error. You you may discuss, you know, what does this look like for us? And you give it a try and then you find after a couple of weeks, okay, that's not working out so well. How can we do that differently? And you just keep trying to find out what fits. And I think the thing is... We don't want to be too hard on ourselves, but we also don't want to use excuses because we will make time for the things that we value. And I can find time to scroll social media. I can find time to do other things um, that probably aren't as valuable and shouldn't be as much of a priority. And so sometimes we do have to get real honest with ourselves and say, okay, there's probably a space that I can make this work, but I have to intentionally make this work. Um, It's not going to happen by accident. And I can excuse away that I'm busy because I am. We all are. We've, We've established that. But if I want to enhance these relationships and if this is truly what I value and what I want to prioritize first, then I have to do that. I just have to just just do it. You just have to. Exactly. And we can have those small chunks of time that early morning, that later in the evening at dinner, all those smaller chunks of time. Let's take a few minutes and brainstorm ideas for couples or friends to spend a larger chunk of time together. What do you like to do? We like to hike. I think hiking is fun. We don't always have as much time for it because it is a larger chunk of time. But I think hiking or even just walking in general, it doesn't have to be in a destination. It could be around your neighborhood. But a lot of times, you know, walking, we're getting exercise, but we can still carry a conversation. So you can have a lot of quality discussion during that time together. Some uh, things that we've done in the past is what so i mentioned before that we live on a farm and so if it rains um especially like after planting season and the crops growing and if it rains we're like you know what let's just take a drive and let's just see what the crops look like and even though it's like we're just driving to the same thing we're just and i'm just kind of like it's corn you know it's growing but (laughs) it does give us the time to to talk and to look and have those conversations and then you know get out and walk and be in nature but also have that quality time together i love that you said that because it made me think um because my husband is a farmer also and so we live on the farm And sometimes he needs to go to a farm that's a distance away. And he'll be like, I'm going to go check a barn. I'm going to go do this. And if I don't have anything I need to be doing or anything that's, you know, has to be done, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to hop in the the truck with you and ride with you. And we're not doing anything specific, but we're spending time together. And and it's an easy way during a busy season to get some quiet moments together. 
I agree. So I'm going to talk about just family in general. Uh, And I have mentioned on previous podcasts that on Sundays after church, I cook lunch for my whole family. I cook for our three children and then my two bonus children that I've talked about and, uh, and my granddaughter. So that's our time together as a big family. And the majority of the time, all of them are there, you know, every Sunday. And we a lot of them stay that in the afternoon, you know, and we're just either hanging out, chilling together. But having that quality time together as a family is means more to me than anything. And I like how you mentioned, Tiffany, of jumping in the truck with your husband and going looking at a farm because I do the same thing. When Randy's home, most of the time we're inseparable, you know, because he's only home for a short period of time. And we may be just running to the grocery store or running out to the shop where his truck is, you know, but we're normally together. I really like games, and games are something that you can play with your partner or with your friends. So a game night is always fun to me. And we actually have this this couples question game. They make all kinds of these different couples games if you're interested in that or just a board game can be fun too we've mentioned like the questions like for dinner i think it was one night and i like that because i feel like you don't you said you had a game which is nice but i feel like you could probably make your own so Mm -hmm, you know if you're at home or maybe you can't afford a game or you know whatever your situation may be you could google some questions and kind of make your own cards or if there's something maybe a hard conversation that you're avoiding we've talked about that before um you could always kind of like write questions out and maybe just talk about it that way you know a lot of times we've talked about for far as going out and spending money and and doing things outside of the home you know you still can have quality time in your home too and there's things that you can do at home that don't cost any money so you know that's one thing you need to think about that you can have a movie night one night you pick something out the next next time you have one the next part so i mean you could do things like that and actually it really comes to my mind one time whenever you made date nights or far as ideal themes that you drew out of the jar and that I mean that's something that's very inexpensive that you can do and it doesn't mean you have to go spend money on these dates you could think of dates at home 30 Mm -hmm. minutes or you know whatever so and we did that with a it was a bestie jar too I did a date jar and a bestie jar and we would draw different activities of things to do with your friends yeah that just made me think about it you know does we don't always have to be spending money you know you can do things outside of that whether you live in a larger city or a smaller city a lot of times there are festivals and different events that are free to just go and explore and so that can be a fun way to get to know your city better but also to just kind of get out and about with people that you enjoy spending your time with I think just getting away from home sometimes too and even if that's not a weekly if that doesn't fit into your budget um, it's really hard for us to find the time to get out I think I've mentioned in previous podcasts what an introvert I am so when it comes down to that date night if I have a choice to stay in and order takeout versus go out I'm often the one who says well we can just go through the drive-thru or you can just go through the drive-thru and grab that and I'll stay right here and wait for you and then we can watch X, Y, and Z on TV. But I do find that if if I will 
go out get out of the house then i'm not focusing on what's going on in the house and trying to talk about all the things that have been running through my head all day that i'm ready to discuss we can actually connect Okay, so one thing that we do enjoy, but I think could be uh, something fun to do with your spouse or with friends, is uh, we really enjoy comedy. Like, I think it's really fun to just laugh, um, to just be able to have a lighthearted experience and an evening. And so you don't have to actually go to a live um, comedy show, but there's a lot of comedians on different streaming platforms that you can just watch. And it can do just wonders for your soul to spend time together and to just laugh because I think life gets really heavy sometimes. And just having that laughter can truly, it can be a fun experience. And I really feel like you connect with people over humor. You can really see how you're similar and then maybe how you're a little bit different. But I think it's just good when we don't take ourselves so seriously and we can just relax for a little bit and just have a good a good laugh with friends and family. So I talked to my brother the other day and he was actually on his way to the bookstore with his wife for a date. And I thought that sounded like a really fun idea. They just go to the bookstore i think their bookstore has a coffee shop in it so they get their cup of coffee and pick out a book each can pick out a book and i think that sounds amazing because i really like to read so but it's not it's something that it's easy and Mm -hmm. who's to say you have to purchase anything right you can just go get coffee and just walk around and see what's there what's new and that could be any store True. I do want you to buy me a book, though. <laughs> yeah, she wants a book. Yes. I do love that idea. Yeah. I thought that was fun. It's pretty unique. I like it that. Is. And they ha- don't they have games sometimes at bookstores? So maybe you could get a, a new game. Ooh, a lot of places now have trivia nights. And you don't really even have to pay for that. Like, you, it may be at a restaurant, so um, you may want to order an appetizer and split with your table, maybe. But that would be a really fun thing for friends. Like, when we're thinking about a friend night, getting a group of friends together that can can do that. And I imagine you're probably going to have a lot of good laughs during it as well. So, you know, you can do all the things. Well, I think we've got a lot of different ideas. So, to summarize... Set the priority to either spend time with friends or your partner or both. Schedule the time and then do those small things in between the big things. Now, you know, we always like to leave you with a final question or an opportunity for you to set a goal. So, ladies, what is one thing that you're going to do over the next month to nurture a friendship? I'm going to reach out more to my 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 close friends, my circle. I'm going to do better at scheduling times instead of just because sometimes I feel like we say we're going to do it and we don't or you find another reason. So just actually scheduling it and keeping it. And then if there's a barrier that comes up, trying to overcome that barrier or just just make it happen no matter what. So maybe stop dropping excuses or saying we're too busy, just making it happen. So I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say that I'm going to continue pushing forward with my original goal of just like reaching out when, when someone comes to mind, like making that connection um, and maybe doing that even more than I have over the last little bit. Um, and, and then maybe also if they come to mind for a certain reason and I feel like there is something I can do for them, like there's a need that needs to be met taking a more proactive role in meeting that need without them asking for that need to be met. I think, um, 
I'm not always good at that. Sometimes things come to mind and I think, oh, I could really do that for that person or this would be, you know, something they would appreciate. And then I talk myself out of it. So instead, just like going with that gut instinct because it's there for a reason. I'm going to send the text. So when I feel like somebody pops into my head, like Tiffany said, I'm going to go ahead and send it rather than saying, of saying, I'll wait till this evening. What is one thing that you'll do over the next month to nurture your relationship with your spouse or significant other? I'm going to be more intentional in my gratitude that I actually say to him. Like, I'm very grateful of my spouse, and I I don't think that there's a day that goes by that I don't... um, think about the things that he does for me and the ways that I appreciate him but I'm not always good at verbalizing that to him and I think sometimes it's important for us to hear that Um, and I don't necessarily know if his love language is words of affirmation but everybody needs that from time to time and so I want to try and be more intentional in when he has done something that has lightened my load or made me feel special that I point that out and I thank him for that. I think one thing that I'm going to do is is listen you know, put down my phone when we're together and listen to him. You know, I there's a lot of things that's being said, but sometimes, you know, not paying attention and really listening, you know, and being in the moment. Um, for me, I think it's going to be to carve out just those small frames of time that we do have together. So whether it's usually on Sundays is kind of like the family day. Um, and so if it's like our son's taking a nap or, you know, whatever those things, instead of trying to catch up on chores, take that 30 minutes or hopefully longer than 30 minutes, but who knows? Um, and just doing something, whether it's playing a game or, you know, asking the asking questions or just talking. I'm going to actually get outside the house for the date night. So rather than saying... You can go through the drive-thru and pick up whatever. We're actually going to go. I'm going to get out of the house so that I'm not thinking about the vacuuming and or all the other things that need to be done. And we can actually just focus on talking and there's not a phone and there's not a TV and we can focus on each other. We hope that you have gotten some tips for carving out some time to nurture those important relationships in your life. If you have any questions for us, email us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.